Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, like the man said. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, I'm glad you're with us. It's Monday, and Copper is running the board. Good day to you, Miss Copper. Good day. And Copper had her own show this weekend, by the way. Uh, congratulations, Copper. Thank I got to you. hear a chunk of it and, and did, did so well. Did, great job. Thank you. It was good to get it started. Yeah, well, it's, you know what? That's half the battle is getting it started. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, uh, <laughs> it's just, anyway, uh, I can speak from experience. We're all of, what, seven or eight weeks into this gig right now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, great job and, and proud for you. Um, hey, and, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, th- there's, there's just so much going on right now. We've got plenty of news stories we're going to cover today. Uh, and we're going to, of course, touch on Afghanistan again. I don't want to take the entire show with it because there actually are other things happening in the world. Although I do believe, uh, and hear me when I say this, I'm not sensationalizing. I do believe that what is happening in Afghanistan right now is perhaps uh, one of the biggest stories of uh, our, our decade, if not our generation. It is that intense right now as to what it means, how it unfolds, what it can even do, coming all the way back here to this listening community right now. And uh, tomorrow, by the way, you're going to want to be here tomorrow because tomorrow at 3, unless something changes, I do intend to have uh, Hamid back on the show at 3 tomorrow. Uh, You may recall some of you who are, are, are... consistent listeners that Hamid was my uh, interpreter in Afghanistan. And even as of this morning, uh, working with him continually uh, to do what we can uh, through to, to get his uh, family over here, uh, all of whom worked with U.S. forces uh, and uh, are now uh, under you know grave threat and trapped in Kabul and can't get through to the airport. So a lot, lot unpacking there. Then other things in the news. I mean, so the Pfizer vaccine just got approved. It is now FDA approved. What does that do? Does that change any perspectives? I don't know. But what it also goes into is with the comments Biden just made that are going to impact some of y'all because uh, literally President Biden just went to the, uh, the podium uh, maybe, what, uh, 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, and called on employers nationwide to crack down on their employees who won't take it now that we have an FDA um, uh, approved vaccine, uh, which I find to be rather draconian. Rather than celebrating the fact that we have something and encouraging people, the first thing he could do uh, as president is to go to the uh, microphone and say, I'm not sure what you're waiting for, and employers, I urge you to take measures to, uh, to uh, make them take it. And uh, that's, just, that's just consistent for his leadership. It's obvious he's never led before. I mean, he's, he's, literally, he's literally operating in a manner that he's never had to do before. Don't tell me he has. It doesn't matter whether he was a caucus leader. That's not the same thing. It doesn't matter if he was an elected official. He was a legislator. And legislators don't have to lead. Some do, but very few do. Most of them dysfunction and make sure they understand their constituent issues and they cast their votes. At most, they have a staff, but usually they have a chief of staff who handles everything for them. So most legislators don't have to lead, and that, in my book, certainly does not count as leadership. Uh, President Biden, for the first time in his adult life, is actually operating in a pure leadership role, and it's not going real well. It's not going great. But, you know, I'll be honest with you, you see this, you see stuff, I mean, let me, let me break it down for a minute. Have you ever had one of those moments when you're sitting there, captive to an appearance, if you will, like, you know, someone's like singing or someone's acting or speaking or doing most anything, and they're doing it really, really badly, and they don't even know they're doing it badly. I mean, I remember once, uh, some years back, going to over. I was over in Georgia visiting 
Old Camp United Methodist Church. I mean, it was just a good country church. And there was this dude singing a solo. Man, I broke into a cold sweat. I'm thinking, who told him it was okay to do that? I mean, did anyone even make him practice? Did, he, did, he, did somebody screen him? Oh, Lord, it was awful. Well, let me just tell you, for those of you that ain't from around these parts, well, let me teach you a special phrase, all right? I mean, I know we got listeners. I got, I got, I got for one, I got my brother Greg up there in, in Michigan listening to the show. So, listen, it, you all heard that down in the South, you could say the words, bless his heart, after anything, and make it sound nicer. You know, like, boys, that, that boy's dumb as a bag of hammers, bless his heart. Or that man's got the manners of a sow pig, bless his heart. Or he ain't never met a f- plate of fried chicken he didn't cotton to, bless his heart. Well, here's one more you need to add to your repertoire. When you see that person trying to do something and they just ain't right, just politely say, hmm, old boy's operating outside his gifts. <laughs> old boy's operating outside his gifts. But what does that really mean, though? What does that, what does that mean, aside from sounding like, you know, sounding like country wisdom, what does it mean? Well, I do believe that we all have them. We all have gifts and talents that make us uniquely suited to do and to say and to affect certain things. And, and if you don't have them, sometimes they can be developed like any skill, but I'm talking about those things that are innately you, things that make you move, things that get you fired up. Because when you're operating in your gifts, so to speak, it generates fulfillment, satisfaction, empowerment. It gets you in the zone. I remember years ago working in full-time ministry with an organization called Young Life, which I still love. Uh, Young Life, I was talking to one of my volunteer leaders. He was telling me that he was, he was thinking it was probably time for him to be through with his time as a volunteer because he just wasn't feeling fulfilled, he said. And I asked him, I said, well, how much time are you spending with kids? And he said, well, my job's been kind of busy and I'm not doing anything with kids, really. I just, you know. And I said, well, you're, you're never going to be fulfilled then because this is a relational ministry. And if you're not have building relationships, then yeah, you're not going to be fulfilled. See, the same thing is true with your gifts and your talents. You're never going to feel as fulfilled if you don't pursue those things that create the opportunities to exercise that thing that you are innately good at, called to, or, or designed for. And we really need that right now. I'm going to be honest with you. All of you out there that identify with this show, all of you right-side ruffians, we need conservatives right now to find their means and their place of plugging in never more than now. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to kind of look at it. There's some official things, like I've done them, like personality profiles, uh, gift inventories, you know, or just basically what floats your boat, if you know what I mean. And some examples, I mean, I mean, to attempt us to give them a name, listen, like from my own political campaign, let's say you have what's called the gift of administration. Well, when I was running for office, I could not do without people who would come up to me and say, hey, listen, I know you got a lot going on, but I can take a group of volunteers and I can help put them, I can organize them and put them together over here and we'll do this door knocking thing for you. That gift of administration or, or that gift of leadership, if you will, oh my gosh, putting it to work. Or what if you're one of those people that has a heart for compassion? The, the idea of helping people is a part of what motivates you. And you see a need, you just go at it. Well, listen, in my campaign, for instance, I can just tell you, I could not do without people who wouldn't see something on the street or were door knocking and they would let me know about it and it would be that next thing that I could go check on for a constituent. Or how about just the, the, you have the gift of encouragement, if you will. You're, you're that person who will send that kind word. You'll speak blessings over somebody. 
I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, attaboys go a long way. And in the middle of a political campaign, for, for using this same analogy here, in the middle of a political campaign, having somebody telling you, you're doing it right, you, you hang in there, don't worry about what the polls say, hang in there. That, in, that gift of encouragement is huge. Or what about, what about the gift of teaching? Someone who can take the issues of the day and help format them and lay them out in a way that makes sense to other people. Somebody who helps with the messaging in my campaign. Oh my gosh, that was huge. I'd sit down with my guys and we'd say, all right, what's going on right now? This news story, here's what the incumbent is or the other person is saying. And, and, and then always I had that one person, here's how I think you ought to phrase that. Oh, that's good. Or what about the gift of giving? Maybe you have resources, but you don't have time. That's fine. You have the gift of giving, do so. Or what if you have the, the gift of service? I'm going to tell you right now, worker bees, you can't live without them. Those, those, those wonderful people who hide, not hide, but who, who remain in the background and, and are never seen, but you can't live without them. How about other talents you have like decorating or social media or greeters or fix-it skills? Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you've heard me talk about my time in Afghanistan, but I had one guy on my team, and I won't say his name. Uh, I'll just call him Tom. It wasn't his name, but I'll just call him Tom. Tom spent 17 years in the Navy as a small boat mechanic. He got out. There was no Navy Reserve where he was, so he joins the Army Reserve, of all things. Next thing I know, he's being put on my team, and we're going downrange. He comes up to me and the team sergeant, and we're in Uzbekistan, just about to infill into Afghanistan as one of the first teams on, on ground. And he comes up to us, and he goes, can I talk to you all? He said, I don't really know a whole lot about this warfighting skill thing. I, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can do this. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, holy crap. But, but the reality is we just looked at him and said, Tom, you're going to be fine. You're going to do well. Well, listen, we got downrange, and everything that we did to survive on, for all our communications and everything else, survived on an old beat-up generator and, and that was run by a Toyota engine, and it sounded like a Harley running in the back of our safe house every day. And the only thing that kept that thing going was this Navy small boat mechanic who didn't think he would have anything to contribute. When we got downrange, we couldn't live without him. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, you find it. You find your gifts and your talents, and you will find your mission. And don't think for a minute you don't rate. Don't think that you can't provide value. Don't think you aren't going to be appreciated. Sometimes you'll surprise yourself. I mean, even Moses in the burning bush moment, God calls him to lead the people out of uh, bondage. And the first thing he says is, who am I that you would call me? And he even went on to say, I am slow of speech, which some people believe means he had a, a speech impediment. But he went on to do amazing things, obviously. Our state, our nation, your very own community, they need you right now for such a time as this. And every single one of you in the sound of my voice, you have some value to add to the cause. So let's get her done, folks. Find your gifts, your talents. Let's put them to work. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, folks, I got paper. I got notes. Copper's got audio clips we're going to play. We got a full show. We got plenty to do for such a time as this. You find those gifts and talents, put them to work. You'll be amazed what your contribution will mean. It doesn't matter whether you're up front or in the back. You make that contribution. It will make you feel fulfilled that you took advantage of your own talents and gifts in a way that gave somebody else the ability to move forward to. All right, folks, Bill Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. We'll be right back.